0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: You know, ever since we started this podcast, people have been asking for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. Truth is, I really can't give away that information for free all the time.
2: I thought they were asking whether they should leave their wife.
1: That too. Well, go to MyBookie. Check it out. They'll give you lines on all games. You can bet any sport. It's wonderful. You don't need me to talk to you. The Greek doesn't have to be in your ear all the time. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. And that's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys. They're your best bet this season. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they will give you an additional $25 free play on any deposit over $100. You can use promo code MIZ25. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. It's up to you guys, but I'd wait until after dinner and take advantage of this extra twenty-five bucks. You play, you win, you get paid. Take it from the Greek. My bookie is the way to go. Hey,
3: Colin,
2: are you excited for football this weekend?
0: Hell no, I'm not.
2: I couldn't even get the question out without just being sad.
0: Laughing into your sleeve. Yeah,
2: yeah, sad clown. Yeah, we're gonna lose this weekend. We're six point underdogs. That's they're gonna Florida's gonna cover. We're terrible. We're yep. going to, we're gonna spiral to our inevitable losing season, and Barry Odom will be slowly fired. Here's the thing about this game and the season and this game against Kentucky that was so demoralizing. I feel like as Mizzou fans, we don't ask for our team to win a national championship. As great as that would be, we'd never expect that going into the season. All I really want is just to be proud of my team and not embarrassed. And you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be embarrassed that I'm a Mizzou fan. And and after the Kentucky game, I was like, I was just embarrassed to be a Mizzou fan. And I'm like, that's
0: sort of a big ask.
2: Yeah. (laughs) But to me, that's a fucking fireball offense. When they make you embarrassed to root for the team you root for, that sucks.
0: Well, I think Barry has he has done some questionable things. That game for me illustrated all of the problems with Barry. You know, undisciplined play, alone assignments, you know, and then the, the, the obvious issues with play calling, despite the fact that he's supposedly a defensive coach. Defense, you know, has never played consistently though they did play well that night. It's just
2: Aside from the final drive where they gave up seventy yards and in uh, less than a minute well, and a
0: half. I think it was actually like eighty two or eighty seven yards, Brennan, but, but Regardless, yeah. Listen, I want Barry to be the coach here. I mean, Barry comes on the show, and he's a lot of fun, and we enjoy interviewing him. But at some point, you go, "What the hell is he doing?" <laughs> and uh, when the only person left finding a reason to defend him is T.J. Mo, I mean, that's a, I think that's a strike in your book. You know, I mean, like if T.J. Moe likes you, you're probably in a bad way.
2: Yeah, because he's he is uh, not a smart person. <laughs>
0: No, he's fucking terrible. He's a douchebag, and uh, yeah. he's, he's now going your own. there's several people, you know, floating that boat with old uh, with old TJ for a while, but boy, folks have started jumping overboard with their with their life preservers in hand.
2: Yeah, you know, it's funny because I think we were trying to be more patient and trying to be more reserved in our opinions about uh, the Odom years, and yeah, uh, sure. and and be optimistic that he would turn things around. Uh, we weren't beating the drum like TJ Moe by any means, but. We knew we weren't going to go fucking 12-0 this year, right? And and so when we lost the game, we weren't ready to cut throats. But what we didn't expect was to rip yeah. defeat from the jaws of victory like happened well, in I... Kentucky. That was just brutal and awful and inexcusable on every level. And the fact that he's been doubling down on it. Every time he gets asked about it, he says he'd do it over again, which is insane because it was an absolute Fuck up, and sometimes you fuck up, and when you do, you own it. You don't double down.
0: No, you don't. And uh, he is doubling down. I, I think you know the biggest indictment for Barry Odom right now is the, the hangers-on who are still firmly in the Barry boat. And I think, listen, Barry Barry wins out, and again, and maybe maybe I'll change my mind. But for those that are still hanging on, the the uh, sentiment seems to be that you know, he's still green. You know, it's you, you hire a new coach, you're going to deal some some hiccups along the way. It's like. Well, that's a fine enough argument if it's his first year or hell even his second year, but it's not like a motherfucker never knew what a football was before this season. He played football, mm-hmm. he coordinated football, and now he's head coach football for two and a half years. You know, how long am I supposed to go, you know, oh, oh, shucks, he's just getting started? You know, he's still wet behind the ears.
2: Well, I think if you think somebody's talented and smart enough to be a head football coach... We're not asking Barry Odom to just be a football wizard. All we're asking is, like, rudimentary, know that you don't fucking pass on third and two when the clock is your friend and you're up by five, and they have to march down the field in less than a minute and a half, and they've only got one timeout remaining. That is not fucking difficult stuff. It's not. It doesn't take your third year as a Division One coach to figure that out.
0: Well, and doubling down doesn't help. I mean, this is an opportunity. I mean, I'd be much more forgiving of Barry Odom if he was, if he was going – to his press conference, going, yep, yeah, this one's on me, guys, which coaches do often, even when it's not on them. You know, a quarterback or a player or a coordinator can have a terrible game, and coaches will often go to that press conference and go, hey, I'm the head coach. This is on me.
2: Right, right.
0: And that's not his not his statement at all. He's like, listen, i do the same thing over again because what I did didn't cost us the game. And I'm just like, well. In, in what universe yeah. it did not cost us the game. You know? And don't get me wrong, there are plenty of mistakes, but that one certainly sticks out like a sore thumb.
2: When and, and that's one that elapsed. you can't...
0: Kentucky to get two extra plays, one of those plays, they scored a touchdown on and beat
2: us. Especially when the defense, Terez Hall, pulled out a huge sack, which should have been the game-ending sack. You mentioned yeah. that on the no show. No one
0: should be mad about this in Terez Hall. <laughs> Terez Hall should be, should be the hero of the week this week. He should be getting the ACC defensive player of the week. SDS should be singing his praises. and Right.
2: It instead, should have been like a coming out And again,
0: nobody if he did anything good because Barry Odom
2: shit the bed so hard. Well, even DeMarcus AC should have had, you know, the game-winning interception. But since yeah. we couldn't get a fucking first down, it didn't amount to that. We gave the ball immediately right needs,
0: back. nobody needs a, a win more than DeMarcus AC. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He, he's, he has played some bad football. He's had, had a tear. been for him to to finally kind of get off the schneid. But uh, nope, his... his, his defensive minded uh, football coach uh, I don't am done talking about it honestly Brennan it's just too too close and well. too painful
2: well, guess what? We're going to talk more about it with the man himself. Barry Odom's is going to be on the show today.
0: Oh, boy. That <laughs> could be interesting.
2: Well, we have a few listener questions. We're going to bring those to his attention, and I'm going mm-hmm. to just ask him point blank about some of these things. I mean, it, like we said, it seems like stuff obviously a head coach should know what to do, what not to do, and we did everything in our power to give mm-hmm. that game away, and ultimately we did that. It was like... The game was rigged against us. You know what I mean? Like it was like Barry Odom was coaching to lose. It was so bad. So we're going to ask about well, that.
0: I'll say this for Barry: Hell or high water. Here he is. He's going to come on the show and he's going to he's going to stand up to the questions. You know, he's going to take the pressure.
2: Yeah, that's a uh, that's the type of guy he is. I suppose. Come before we and well, obviously we're going to have Caleb the Greek as well. He's going to give you his picks. Uh, didn't make yep. a lot of people happy last week. He's going to recover this week, make us a lot of money. But I wanted to talk to you. You mentioned TJ Mo. What a huge douche he, he is. You know, just a giant, rancid pile of douche. Yeah, sure. And then, of course, this Barry Odom situation. I, I think I told you off air. It felt like it's a propellant. Like it's like throwing gasoline on a douche fire. It just brought yeah. out the douche in the biggest douche that's ever douched. But. Yeah. That being said,
0: TJ's, TJ is uh, digging in. Like he's not—he's not going. Okay, maybe I was wrong. You know, as as a normal person would do, as Barry should be doing. He's doubling down, as Barry is, and saying, "Nope, nope, everybody's wrong. Barry's the man for the job." Yes. Which you know is like again, like you said, is like pouring jet fuel on a fire of bigotry.
2: Right. And, um, so.
0: Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes.
2: There really is no place like home.
0: And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place.
4: I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry So I'm going to tell it Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget to listen to Broomgate search for Broom gate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word Broom gate, but uh, yeah,
2: but as douchey as he is, Colin, he's still not douchey enough. I don't think to win his own award this week because something, something magically douchey has happened. For Mizzou, against Mizzou, as everything happens against Mizzou, because we are obviously cursed, you know. Um, mm-hmm. We are cursed. We have a, a transfer student from Evansville, Indiana, uh, a Drew Smith, who is supposed to hopefully – Yeah, heck of
0: a ball player right here.
2: Yeah, going to be a hell of a guard and uh, hopefully going to come this year. He's transferring after Evansville fired their coach. Same situation, really, that Michael Porter Jr. came during whenever well, Washington fired team. their coach. Big difference, yeah, so though. he's
0: playing this year, obviously, because it's become standard practice that when a kid's coach gets fired, he, they waive that, that sit-out-a-year thing. I mean, that's just standard practice.
2: Right. Days. The NCAA has this archaic rule that when you transfer, you must sit out one season, and then you can come back the, the season after that to play at your transfer school. Well, in situations where the coaches are fired or the university does something that radically changes the situation for that student, they often, in fact, not often, nearly always waive that year-long redshirt sitting. Yeah. Evansville it's, said...
0: Like I said, it's some standard practice. It's, it's a rule... That's
2: not a rule, right? Well, Evansville has decided. No, no. You know what? We're mad that he's transferring, and we're going to make him sit out a year anyway for no reason. We don't play Evansville. We don't have any connection to Evansville. He's not even on Evansville's campus anymore. He's a Mizzou student, and they're going to make him sit. They're not going to let him get out of the incidentally. That's
5: a
0: terrible look for them. It makes them seem so petty and small. And I can't imagine every coach who. You know, recruits against Evansville is going to go in the living rooms and say, "Hey, uh, don't go to Evansville if you get sideways with their athletic director. He's going to poke you in the behind." You know, what I mean, I feel like this is the bad idea for them.
2: Right? I can't see a possible reason that benefits Evansville or the Evansville no. athletic director or the Evansville athletic program. I can't see anything other than just small-minded, petty piece of shit thinking that could inspire that i really can't think of any good reason why it would happen yet there are evansville defenders in evansville which makes me think i the place i've never been is the worst and a full douchebags to,
0: to dethrone tj mo right now as douche of the week is it takes a pretty prolific douchery but this uh athletic director for evansville seems to be seems to have said, you know, you think you're a douche, TJ? Hold my beer. Because this is just like, and you talk about doubling down. You know, they released a statement today essentially saying, you know, we, we're doing what's right. It's what the rules say. But, yeah, I get it. That's what the rules say. But that has, that's not really in practice anymore. You know, this has become mm-hmm. common practice. And you guys have given zero explanation for why you're taking such a petty and small. And, again, I can't get over, if I was in the Missouri Valley Conference and I was recruiting a player against Evansville, I would be bringing this up left, right, and center. Oh, but, yeah, I, these guys are going to blow you kisses right now, trying to get your recruitment. But God forbid you get sideways with them.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, they're not they looking out for defense? you; they're looking out for their coaches. No, he's a, he's a fucking asshole, and uh, Evansville's a fucking asshole school, and fuck them all. And Colin, we have the phone number for the Evansville Athletic Department and the Athletic Should Director. We do? we do. It's public knowledge; it's out there. I'm going to try to give them a call and ask these questions that we're asking each other. Mm-hmm. I assume he won't answer the call or take my call or return my call. Should he not? I'll leave him a voicemail. But uh, we're going to try to get to the bottom of it from the source. Evansville University, University of Evansville, whatever the fuck they call themselves. No one's ever heard of them until today.
0: The Purple Aces,
2: you mean? Oh, yeah, the famous Purple Aces. What a stupid mascot. The
0: Purple Aces. Yeah. The fuck is the Purple
2: Ace? Wait, it sounds like to me maybe University of Evansville is actually a WNBA team.
0: They were standing in the back of the line with their handout mascots, apparently. Holy cow.
2: Yeah, that's, a, that's an awful. Uh, I've, I've played a little poker in my day, and I have never seen a purple ace.
0: Yeah, eyes are I. Have, I
2: have. So it's stupid. It's, um, it's almost like they just randomly generated words and put them together and said, that's our new mascot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I think it was? I think they had some sort of archaic, horribly offensive mascot, and they had to change it really fast. Yeah. You know, they were like the. Uh, the uh,
0: Babbinsville Fighting Fambos.
2: Yeah, or the uh, the Evansville Indian smallpox blankets.
0: Yeah, the Evansville Chinaman railroad builders.
2: Yeah, none of those would fly today. So uh, no,
0: no, they wouldn't. We probably shouldn't be blaming them on the show, even <laughs> tongue in cheek.
2: No, I think you're probably right. I mean, uh, sure, they were all perfectly acceptable mascot names six to seven months ago, but things have changed.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure.
2: All right, well, let's get on with the show. And you know who I got from Florida? To talk about this?
0: No, who'd you get?
2: Nobody. Fuck it. We're gonna lose.
0: <laughs> Terrific.
2: Yeah. So, all right. M I Z.
0: The
5: O U. Gonna throw Slam. This bugs for you, Missouri. Johnson, and he's gone. Touchdown,
4: Missouri. You don't get no better than that, man. Locked deep near side. Jamon Moore. It's a foot race. Eighty-two yards. Touchdown, Missouri! Boy, look
3: at Crockett Run. It's his fourth touchdown run of the day.
4: This is the Cast. Sorry. Mark Spencer.
0: Is not available. Record your message at the tone. When you are finished, hang up or press pound for more options.
2: Hello, Mr. Spencer. This is Brendan Anthony with the uh, Mizodcast podcast from Columbia, Missouri. I was calling to ask you about the transfer of Drew Smith to Missouri and just ask you why you had decided and your athletic department had decided not to allow him to play immediately and avoid the NCAA rule where he has to sit for a year. It doesn't seem to benefit Evansville in any way, uh, it only really seems to hurt it because of the negative publicity you've received from it and, frankly, the negative recruiting you should end up getting. I guess what really vexes us is it seems just like a small decision from a small university, from a small man with a small penis. So, uh, anyway, call us back.
4: Everyone from Florida is stupid. Everyone from Florida is dumb.
3: I might not be the brightest guy, but next to them, my IQ's high. If they had guitars, here's how they'd strum.
2: On the line with us now, head coach of the University of Missouri Football Tigers, Barry Odom. Coach Odom, thanks for joining us. Hey, boys, what's going on? Well, we're, uh, we're a little bit sad this week. Uh, we really thought for a good 60 minutes. Hey,
0: what's got you down?
2: <laughs> coach, I'm not going to lie. A lot of it has to do with you.
0: What I do, man. I'm, I'm, I didn't, I didn't step on your toes. What's going on, man? Talk to me.
2: Well, uh, we watched that Kentucky game, and for the entirety of the game, we thought we were going to win that thing, and uh, we just it apparently pissed it away, and uh, a lot of Mizzou fans are angry about the loss, and a lot of people, almost everybody, is pointing fingers squarely at the head coach, yours truly, Barry Odom. And uh, I have to admit, we're one of them. We're, we've been talking about it, too. We're not happy with the way you uh, conducted the Tigers down the stretch.
0: Well, gosh, you're going to have to cite specific examples, fellas. I don't know what you're talking about. We played a heck of a football game. I felt
2: like, <laughs> coach. Yeah, sure. You were leading the uh, number twelve team in the country for a good part of that game, but specific- heck yeah, we were Yeah, <laughs> specifically, the problem I think was uh, on the final drive for our offense. We had the clock is, was our friend. You know, we were up by five. There was less than two minutes to go. Third and two, you're going for it, and. You decide to throw the ball, have Drew Locke throw the ball. It ends up in an incomplete pass, stops the clock. Kentucky has one timeout remaining. They're then allowed to hang on to that timeout, then march down the field and utilize it after a big Therese Hall sack and go for a touchdown. A lot of us think that if you had just run the fucking ball, simple running play, whether we made the first down or not, the clock continues to run. Kentucky has to use that timeout they don't then have enough time to score a touchdown. And it seems obvious, and it seems like that play, that play call, literally cost us the football game.
0: Well, hey, fellas, that's a, you know, I've heard that conspiracy theory before, but I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, I don't understand why somebody so gets up so upset. I mean, think about this for a minute. For three and two-thirds of a quarter, zoo is winning this game. Yeah. And then I lose the last two minutes of the game, and suddenly I'm an idiot. Hey, man, I won the first you know, three and two thirds quarters of it get bury some credit.
2: Well, coach, you know? the thing is, I would have been happy with the exact opposite of that. You could have lost the first three and two thirds quarters of the game and won the last two minutes, and that would have well, made that me
0: sense to me. You don't know much about math because the figures I'm throwing at you means I was I was winning more than I was losing.
2: Well, coach, look, I I feel like it's pretty basic stuff. You know this this third and two thing. You don't have to be an expert. I know it. The other guys on this podcast know it. I'm I just don't know how you didn't know it. You run the ball.
0: Hey man, listen, woulda, coulda shoulda. I mean, who knows? You know? Let's just move on to the next game, man. I'm in a good mood today. I mean, hey, things are growing good. I mean people are a little a little sore about it, but I think they'll get over it. Hey, I got something for you. You got you got more questions? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my I've been working on something. You got Barry, talk at me. I've been working on a catchphrase. How do you, what do you think?
2: You got Barry?
0: You got Barry, talk at me. You know what I mean? I wish I'd said it right at the beginning of the show.
2: <laughs> that's that's what you're going to – that's your catchphrase?
0: Yeah, i got a catchphrase now. I've been working on that. I've been thinking about it for several weeks now. And, uh, you know, when I'm – you know, I've really been putting a lot of hours into it. And I've really thought about it, and I think I'm going to – when people call me or when I start press conferences, I'm just going to say, hey, man, you got Barry, talk at me.
2: Here's what I think a good catchphrase for you would be. What's that? People tell me I should run the ball, I'll pass. <laughs>
0: I, I get you. That's 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 funny, but I'll, you got Barry talk at me. I think it's better. I mean, <laughs> All right. it's really consumed a great deal of my time, and uh, you know, probably maybe take my eye off the football a little bit because of it. But uh, you know, sure.
2: sir, you, you got to have priorities, Coach. People just don't like getting beat by Kentucky, you know, especially when we're so close to winning. It, it makes well, hey, people. man, you know
0: we've we've lost to Kentucky like three years in a row. Everybody acts like they're so surprised. I mean, this is what I do. It's my jam. You know what I mean? What, like, I Lost him the first year. Or lost him the second year. Or now I've lost him the third year. I mean, or, what are people shocked about? Like, get over it. You know what I mean? Like, cash me outside, bro. I don't. You know, I don't want you want from Barry. I didn't <laughs> promise you a win. You know, I'm just doing what I do when it comes to Kentucky. Everybody needs to chill out. You know.
2: Yeah. Uh... some
0: weed. Drink some beer. You know. Sure. Still,
2: well, coach, uh, I have a question for you from our, from the internet, our Twitter account, uh, G-Man. You got
0: Barry talk at me.
2: All right. Well, uh, G-Man says, uh, do you have a real estate agent?
0: No, sir. No, I, uh, I like to use that there, uh, Zillow, and, uh, I like to sell them my own. Good question. I don't know why that's pertinent, but, uh, but uh, oh,
2: but, good question. A guy named Justin Jarrett says, what is TJ Moe doing in the pictures you have of him?
0: I don't know who TJ Mo is.
2: How's that possible, Coach? He is your greatest defender. He loves you more than any man alive, and I believe you've done multiple interviews with him.
0: Uh, where's he? Where? I mean, you're gonna have to merit, damn man. I do a lot of interviews.
2: Yeah, he's a he's a former slot receiver for the University of Missouri. He was actually on the team when you were a uh, coach, a defensive coach under Gary oh, Pinkle. Oh, well,
0: I know you're talking about that little peckerhead there in St. Louis. Yeah, yeah that's the he guy. You talk about guy that talks about playing football a lot. That guy, you could fill. That guy knows about football in a fucking thimble. <laughs> No, well, he thinks he knows something. But I appreciate it if he likes me. I don't really pay much attention, little feller. You know.
2: Well, he. Good he, on him,
0: I guess. Well, thanks, thanks, little guy. Whatever, whatever your name is, uh, T.J. Hooker or something. I don't know. It's it's weird.
2: Will Gregory says, uh, why have you not fired Derek Dooley yet?
0: Hey, man, until this game, Derek was doing a great job, and then, you know, he made a he made a questionable call at the end of the game. I mean, but other than that, you know, he's doing terrific. I mean, Drew Locke is a Heisman hopeful, and our <laughs> our, our, our running backer you know, running the football, and, you know.
2: Coach, we're 500. Uh, we're, Drew Locke is not going to win at Heisman this year.
0: Oh, I don't know. You don't know that. You don't know that. I mean, they ain't picked it yet. No. <laughs> sure, he he's had a little low here, you know, for about, you know, three seasons. But, you know, he could pick it up at time. You never know.
2: Well, I guess that's a good point. Never looked at it that way. Coach, Jake Menace asks, do you have regrets about passing on third and two?
0: Man, I don't know why you guys keep bringing this up. Of course I don't have regrets. I've said it in a press conference, man. I did. I'm, it was the right call at the right time. And sure. yeah, we lost the game because of it. But, you know, it's a football game. That's just a game. Don't get upset. I'm not.
2: Coach, uh, your whole job is to be the football coach. You could lose your job. I don't know. You sh- maybe you should be a little upset.
0: Oh. oh, heck, you know, man, job's come and go. You know what I mean? You, uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, ask that fella which one of us makes millions of dollars to coach football.
2: Yeah, I guess that would be you.
0: Well, then who knows more about who should pass, when, and how?
2: Well, I'd hope it would be you, but I'm afraid it's this guy on Twitter.
0: Well, I don't know about that. I mean, we'll just have to agree, disagree, I guess, because I feel like I know lots about baseball. Football. I mean, football. Football is what I meant. Yeah. You know, I guess, boys, at the end of the day, I just don't get too worked up about it because I got a potload of money, and there's a fella down there, Target Master, said I could feel, I could reload shells to make money there, you know. So I got a job waiting on me if everybody gets too all revved up about it, you know what I mean?
2: Well, I don't know that loading shotgun shells, coach, sounds like that much better than being a head football coach.
0: Well, I mean, hey, hey man, they each their own, but I, I think I'd be good at it.
2: You may well be. Coach, we've got one more question for you. Phil Garrett says, his question is, what the fuck?
0: Oh, boy, that's a tough one. Uh, You know, uh, Phil, I guess I'd have to say that, you know, when you're a football coach uh, and you've played football as a football player and you've coordinated and you've been a coach, just because you've done all of those things doesn't mean you know anything about football. You know, that's a presumption that people make. But you know what they say about assumptions?
2: Something about, no, go ahead and tell me.
0: They make an ass out of me and him and you or something like that.
2: Yeah, I think that's what it is. That's what it is. I'd yeah, forgotten but you got that you nailed that. But
0: anyway, so don't 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 assume because I've played football my whole life and coached and coordinated and done all these things that I know anything about football. That I mean really at the end of the day, people are upset that I don't know much about football. That's on them. That's a presumption that they've made. You know, that's that's not my fault. You know, when when I got hired and they presumed I knew about football, that's all on them, not me.
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I I understand that. It's it's sort of disheartening to hear, but I, I definitely understand
0: and, it. You know, everybody should turn their vitriol at themselves. You know, be introspective. Look in the mirror. Who Who's to blame here for Barry Odom's failure? Barry Odom or you?
2: I'm still going with Barry Odom, but, Coach, uh, speaking of that, one last thing before I let you off the line. Pat Forty, who works for Yahoo Sports, a famous sports writer, Mizzou grad, actually. Uh, are you familiar with his work? No, I'm not familiar with that fella. Well, he, um, he had an article today and it was not particularly flattering to you. I did want to read you a piece of it. It says, Barry Odom from Missouri, his in-game coaching, which was already suspect, hit a new low in the Tigers botched home game against Kentucky. The Wildcats game-winning drive, Mizzou defense wildly failed five times to cover receivers, leaving them wide open all over the field. And Odom, is a defensive guy. The only time Missouri adequately covered a Kentucky receiver on that drive, the Tigers were flagged for a dubious pass interference penalty. That gave the Wildcats an untimed down to win the game. Yet despite it all, it was an offensive play call and Odom's subsequent explanation that showed how little grasp he has of the game. It's Gosh, this- I do
0: I do know this Pat Forty guy, but um, I'm kind of a Pat Chevrolet dude. You know what I mean? So fuck that guy.
2: <laughs> All right. I get that one. That's, uh, it's not good, but I laughed. I don't know. So I'll give you credit. Sure. He particularly didn't like it when he said you were asked about the call afterwards and said Mizzou would not gain any clock with a running game. And then he says he does not get it. And what I think what he means by not getting it is that you do not understand how the clock works in a football game.
0: Listen, for a long time I thought it was like baseball and there just wasn't a clock at all. You know, so I mean, you know, I'm just I'm still learning, guys. Again, assumption. Don't assume I know how football works. You know, guys, I mean at the end of the day it's confusing. I mean every digital watch I have ever owned, the numbers go up, not down. You know what I mean? So somebody explain that to me. Maybe Pat Forty can explain that. Maybe he could have used Pat Chevrolet. <laughs> all
2: right. Coach, we're gonna let you get ready for Florida. That's who you're playing next week in case you weren't sure about that.
0: Oh I was- say, I got the Seminoles, man. Hey, cool.
2: No, no, it's the other team. So uh, it's the Gator. So you play every year. Oh, sure. We'll let you get back to preparing for that game and uh, wish you luck. We hope that you can win out and um, hopefully save your job.
0: Yeah, hey boys. You know what? Tell this fan base to get a little pep in their step. We're gonna get there, or we
2: won't. All right. Thanks, coach.
0: All right, Imadi.
2: Z O U.
3: Down to
2: Florida,
3: we welcome you. To the Sunshine State They're kicking back and soaking up the rays Every day
4: in Florida I'm in
3: Florida The sun is setting over Tampa Bay It's like a Caribbean holiday Every day in Florida We got Shaq down on South Beach, the Dolphins too. Springtime for the Yankees and the Dodger blue. Golf courses, beaches, it's easy to spot them. You like the Gators? Man, we
5: got them down in
2: Florida. On the program now to make his weekly picks, Caleb Bungart. Thanks for joining us, Caleb. Thanks, Brendan. You ready to hear your inspirational theme song?
5: Oh, I love that theme song.
2: Everybody loves a the theme song. It's all we have right now as Missouri fans. We have this Caleb the Greek theme song. We've got to give the fans what they want.
5: They've got to have it, you know. And Colin fucking shot video of me last night at Halloween, handed out candy. Yeah. He almost got my he almost got my address in the picture, which I was pretty upset about it. You know, I can't handle any more women on my dick. Right. So if he had put that address out there, it would have just been inconvenient, terrible. I had to have him move.
2: Yeah, <laughs> sure yeah and uh, I mean you can handle basically a woman per inch and so you're you at one right now I think one and a half yeah uh, <laughs> alright
5: uh, I, I lost I lost ten pounds so I gained a half an inch cool so uh, yeah it's been pretty nice
2: I'm gonna try that yeah alright let's do it it's time once again for Gale of the Green Pick of the Week
4: when you see that Vegas line you wanna make your wallet fat all the boys. Like they want to get them some of that. It's the bearded lady pleaser, it's the best picks of the week. All you sons of bitches get rich with the man. Caleb the creek, Caleb the creek. Caleb the creek, Caleb
2: the creek. Who you got for us this week, Caleb?
5: Oh, first off, we're going to go on the east and we're going to bet. Syracuse and Wake Forest. Syracuse is a four and a half point favorite over Wake Forest. Who gives a shit? We're gonna we're gonna take uh, we're gonna take Syracuse.
2: <laughs> All right, you got Syracuse in a game that no one cares about. Literally no one. No, they don't. They,
5: no one. You. Know, it's funny, though. Syracuse is actually a pretty fucking good football team. They've only lost a couple games, and they may get ranked if they win this one. But we, still, no one cares.
2: This is, I think it's at least the third time you've picked a Syracuse game.
5: Caleb loves the Orange Man. Yes, I, I like these little Syracuse games out there. I said the no one bets on them, so the line never
2: moves. That's thats a good point. Well, as always, we're going to have you go up against a quarter to see if you can Pick games better than a 50-50 shot against an inanimate object. This one, of course, is a 2005 Kansas quarter featuring an image of a prairie dog raping the corpse of a child, which is the Kansas symbol. Here we go. The first pick will have uh, Syracuse as heads and Wake Forest as tails. The coin thinks... It likes Syracuse as well. Sympatico.
5: Congratulations, Coin. Yeah. you are going to get one right.
2: <laughs> All right. What's up next?
5: All right. We've got, in the next game, we've got Army versus Space Force. I mean, <laughs> Air, Air, Air Force. Now, Space yeah. Force will be coming out in a couple years of the football team, but right now it's Army, Air Force. Fuck you, Caleb Maga. Army, seven-point favorite. Take Army.
2: Army minus seven points. Yeah. You must not have much faith in the uh, Air Force.
5: No, got none of them. I'm a terrible football team. The programs to junk.
2: What about uh, just your faith in their ability to keep us safe?
5: Oh, I think I think they can do that. I have no problems with them defending me and my country. Against uh, migrant caravans carrying leprosy,
2: sure. And I don't
5: need that. The Air Force just mow them down.
2: Okay, <laughs> okay, yeah. I would say that's a like an insane statement to make publicly, but apparently it's it's actually just normal policy now.
5: Somebody sounds triggered, with dog. Yeah. <laughs> normal normalized. that everybody's saying it lots of people are saying it it's no big deal say it yourself
2: okay so uh, the coin army it will be heads air force will be tails coin thinks air force <laughs> so now you've got oh, a yeah, discrepancy good. Yeah, this is the way we like it.
5: Yeah, the coin kind of caught up last week because I had an O for a week. It was fucking terrible. So yeah, I was gonna anyway,
2: glaze past that and not mention it, but since you brought it up, you it was sucked hard.
5: Caleb blew it. Yeah, it was a shit week. Shit week. College football, fucking bananas.
2: You'll have that on big jobs. We're
5: making up, we're making up for it this week. All right, SEC game, Georgia, Kentucky. Georgia. Georgia is a nine and a half point favorite. Georgia will win this game by seventeen points. Take Georgia. <laughs>
2: I like that bet. I hope that happens. I, uh, I'm just so bitter about what happened last weekend. This is the preeminent game in the East for the entire season for the SEC. Of course, on the western side of the conference, Alabama and LSU will be the matchup, the premier matchup. But, uh, fuck, I hope Kentucky gets slaughtered. Kentucky's going to be a
5: respawn. I just don't see any reason Georgia doesn't trounce them, if you think about it.
2: Kentucky has no offense right now.
5: Georgia's defense is pretty damn good, and Kentucky's offense only put up 15 against us, you know, whatever.
2: Yeah, in so, extra time.
5: Georgia ought to be able to stuff
2: them. All right, let's see what the coin thinks about that. Georgia will be heads, Kentucky will be tails. The coin likes Kentucky. What'd you say the spread was in that game? Uh, nine and a half. Nine and a half. Nine and a not enough.
5: Blame, we Yeah, absolutely. Big Twelve time: Oklahoma State against the Baylor Rapist. Baylor Rapist. Um, Who's at home in this one? Yeah, uh, Baylor is raping at their home facility.
2: Mm-hmm, that's where they prefer to do it.
5: Okay, Oklahoma State, eight-point favorite, take Oklahoma State.
2: <gasps> you like the favorites this week? So far, is your pick in any way having to do with the press conference that Mike Gundy gave regarding Twitter
4: <laughs> criticism? Where? From where? Outside noise. From where? Twitter, radio. Yeah. Oh, i give a rat's ass about
0: Twitter. It's a platform for people
5: that are sitting home, trolling an unemployment check, sitting in front of a keyboard. I love Mike Gundy. Everything about Mike Gundy is fabulous. He's kind of like Mike Leach.
2: Yeah, um, they're very. They're they're yeah. in a pod.
5: Yeah, I mean, even if you're losing, at least you have a coach that's rocking a sweet mullet and saying crazy shit.
2: Yeah, I, one thing I noticed, people were talking about how he was making fart noises into the microphone, but I noticed that Mike Gundy's got a different haircut now. He wasn't rocking yeah. the visor. And he, he's styling a little bit. I wonder if he got himself a stylist. He's going for big-time yeah. Hollywood. He's got the love. Yeah, he may be moving up in this world
5: and taking a bigger coaching job than Oklahoma State. And he's needs to style it up. But yeah, I do I do love me some Mike
2: Gundy. Okay, so the coin... Oklahoma State will be heads. Baylor will be tails. Coin likes, it likes Baylor. The coin's disagreeing with you a lot this week.
5: All right, well, we'll move on to the SEC and another game there and see what he thinks. We've got South Carolina, a two-and-a-half-point dog against Ole Miss. This is my upset of the week, South Carolina.
2: Upset Special. Take South Carolina over the two and a half point favorite Ole Miss. Where's it being played at? Ole Miss. All right, it's in Oxford. That, that's the points, I suppose. So uh, Caleb has got his upset special. The coin will have uh, Ole Miss as head, South Carolina as tail. The coin likes Ole Miss again. Yeah. differing from Caleb
5: you better watch out the coin may have been hanging out with your girlfriend anything would be an upgrade (laughs) yeah next on the list I hate doing this because it always burns me but it was just it was low hanging fruit. over the years they fucked me over and over Notre Dame and Northwestern. Notre Dame is a seven point favorite. An undefeated Notre Dame, a Mm -hmm. team that is in the college football playoffs if it ends today, is only a seven point favorite. Only Northwestern. Take Notre Dame.
2: (laughs) Notre Dame over Northwestern. Northwestern. Itself is in line for a Big Ten title game if they uh, continue with the way they have. Is that right? I mean, Northwestern yeah. is not the Northwestern of old.
5: No, they're pretty good, but I'm going to do this with Notre Dame because they look pretty damn good. They look better than Northwestern, better than a touchdown. Mm-hmm. It'll burn me. I'm sure it will, but all right now, I got to take it.
2: I'm always afraid to bet on Notre Dame since they don't play a normal conference schedule. It's always a weird combination of games they play and they always seem to let down by the end of the season, so it's a bold strategy taking Notre Dame giving up points.
5: Notre Dame once cost me a 13 game parlay that won us like $9,000. So that'll live in your
2: nightmares.
1: I'm
5: still bitter about that from 2005. <laughs>
2: All right, but you're going with them anyway. The coin will have uh, Notre Dame's heads. Northwestern is tails, the coin thinks. Once again disagrees with Caleb the Greek. Northwestern.
5: Oh, it's gonna be a big week for either I or the coin. One of you. We've got one last one here. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw just a little dandy in there, an over and under game. Over under thunder. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Mississippi State playing Lawrence Taylor University. Mm-hmm. And uh, the over-under is 46.5. I'm going to bet that over it.
2: That's interesting. I mean, that is a low over-under, but you once picked against Mississippi State based on the fact that their quarterback only had 14 yards passing.
5: I did, and then they went out and scored 36. 33 or
2: 34 points that week, yes. Yeah. yeah, and I think surely so against Lawrence Taylor University, they'll be able to do yeah, that Yeah, because Lawrence
5: Taylor's kids are going to put up
2: some points. Guaranteed, know. guaranteed. All right, we've got an over-under special. we got an upset special. This is a big week. The coin... Uh, phew, coin doesn't do over-unders fuck him
5: yeah did you get colin to come on this week's show i mean uh, he had a new baby and he's playing lots of red dead redemption too did he, he have time for you
2: <laughs> interestingly enough uh when he's got work commitments he's hard to get a hold of or when he's uh going out to drink he's hard to get a hold of having a new child a brand new baby to take care of yeah he made he made time
5: Priority.
2: it's fine nothing oh. nothing too important
5: well, it'll probably be the longest midweek show ever, because I Just want to talk, talk, and talk.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he told me he's very concerned that the new child, the little baby that he just had, congratulations, will really cut into that Red Dead Redemption time. And he was really upset about the timing of the release of that video game.
5: Oh, yeah, I'm sure he's got a lot of breastfeeding to do. You know, <laughs> you can't breastfeed and play Red Dead.
2: Not technology's not there yet.
5: No, it's not there. Well, again, congratulations to Colin on that on that baby.
2: Absolutely. Alright, Caleb, thank you so much for your weekly picks, making us all money. It's been Caleb the Green, Pick of the Week.
3: Alligator swim, alligator sway. Alligator stomp all over the place. Big green eyes look over the swamp, everybody do
2: the alligator charm. chomp, chomp. And now, a drunk kunass hijacks the microphone at an Ed Ogeron LSU press conference.
3: Coach, don't listen to what men say, watch what they do. There's a reason that LSU and Alabama has been in prime time for the last eight years, the only game in prime time. There's a reason Nick Saban demands that Alabama be given an open date before LSU's game every year. There's a reason that, that in this case, we have uh, Nicky Poo dancing and enjoying himself after beating LSU. He doesn't do that with other games. The reason is, coach, because you don't send the Boy Scouts to take out Sabin bin Lion at nighttime. Like Vanderbilt on Missouri. No, you send in the purple and gold Navy seals to take out, O Sabin bin Lion. I have to tell the rest of the country, you better get down on your hands and knees and say your prayers tonight. Because there's only one team in America that has any real chance of stopping the University of Alabama. And let me tell you another thing, it Come this coming uh, Saturday, 7 o'clock, you know what, I got a real coach taking care of us. <laughs> we don't have no coach, we don't have no coach with no, uh, or none of these headaches over Ohio State, do we? You know, coach, we're going to have 102,000 of LSU's best coming in on the helicopters into the compound. And old Salmon's been lying, just like they say with Maltin the Vandellas. You got nowhere to run, baby, nowhere to hide. Chomp, 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 chomp.
2: Well, there you go, Colin. Uh, Barry Odom seems wildly, strangely optimistic about this uh, season and his own future, though I know not why.
0: Well, as always, Barry is full of optimism and confusion.
2: Yeah, he's definitely full of confusion. He's not full of football knowledge. That's been an issue.
0: Yeah, it's weird ugly head a few times.
2: Yeah. And, um, Caleb's obviously made his picks. And then it's strange that, uh, athletic director at Evansville did not seem interested in talking to us, but uh, hopefully he gets our message.
0: Yeah, something tells me he has not been answering the phone a lot the last couple of days.
2: <laughs> yeah, I doubt Got a feeling he's not going to make any, uh, travel plans to Missouri anytime soon. No, no, I doubt that. We are going to stay on the case, though, and we're going to ride Evansville's ass until people free Drew Smith, hashtag free Drew Smith, because it is fucking bullshit. Yep, it
0: sure is. It's a big old steaming pile of it.
2: Right? All right, Colin, I'm not going to bet on the Tigers this week. I barely want to watch this game, but uh, yet here we are. I feel like, I almost feel like Rock M Nation where we're like, man, give us some more basketball news. It's November.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> All right, until uh, I guess this weekend when we will uh, do a mop-up show after we uh, have blood spewing from our rectal cavity. M I Z Z O U.
0: You got Barry, talk at me.